0: Hello and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter, our podcast, Series 2, Episode 20. I'm Russell and this is Rebecca. Hello. Hiya, Dad. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you?
1: Yeah, not bad, thank you. I've Had a lot to listen to this week, that's for
0: sure. Yes, you did, yeah. Another one where I got carried away and into the just carried on because they got so the the problem is like pet shop boys erasure have um longevity throughout not only the 80s and the 90s but even into the 2000s it's because they're still going isn't it yeah exactly and they but they're getting hits
1: mm.
0: so yeah so just to remind everyone you had erasure you had simply red you had go west You had Katrina and the Waves, you had Atlantic Star, and you had Dream Academy. Yes, I did. So, of those, how many number ones? Right, I've
1: gone low. Considering the amount of songs I had, I've gone low, and I don't know if I've gone too low and I've been stupid, but I went with two. Mm. But I don't know if that might be too low.
0: Two is spot on.
1: Oh, is it? It and I, wanna, I do want to say they both come from um, Erasure, but I also think that, which one was it? I've got to make sure I say the right song. Uh, Katrina and the Waves may have had one. I think they might have had one. But I thought if it's, it's like, Erasure's definitely got one in my head and they're either have the second or Catr- Katrina and the Waves. I'd like Katrina and the Waves to have the second, but I'll find out.
0: Okay. We shall see. We will see. So, we shall start with Eurasia. Yeah. So. You know a lot
1: about them. Well, I don't know that much, to be fair. I know that they're... uh duo and i know it's andy bell vince clark i know the names okay. i still to this day don't know who's who and i think it's andy bell that's the vocalist but he looks like he should yes be he vince. is yes he yes. looks like he should be a vince right and the other one looks like he should be an andy they just swap should swap names and make it easier um i think they're a synth pop duo uh, i know they're in like, that lgbt commu- community and they like to play with dress up not as much makeup, but he does not age, Andy, at all. Like there's a little bit of aging as I get towards the end, and I've watched the videos and everything. But he doesn't age. He's beautiful. He's got a strong jaw, like a strong facial structure. Any good jaw jawline? I don't
0: know. You're telling me I don't don't look up in that way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, he does. Um, but they're quite serious in their videos and everything. Like that. they don't, they don't really have fun yet. Some of their music's quite upbeat, um, and I feel like their music, there's something for everyone. So they've got that balance. Yeah. And with their videos, they're quite memorable, but they go quite literal, if that makes sense. And like blue Savannah, you've got the blue, a literal blue hand, so you know to connect it with that. In chains of love, there are literal chains, and there are others. Um, And then you've got yeah, when they did that Abbaresque album, and they literally dressed up as if they were Abba and had a little play around with that. Um, And then in one, but one of the Abbaresque ones, they had fairy tales, like they had little Red Riding Hood and Sleeping Beauty. I think there was another one in a video, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of songs. So it's taken up a lot of my week. But do you know what? I'm also surprised. I don't like as many as I thought, but.
0: Oh, that's not good. Mm.
1: They're not, they're Ooh. not, I don't know. I, but that's what I mean when I say there's something for everyone. Like there's ones in there that aren't for me, but could be for you or, you know, women down the road. Uh, yeah, they've
0: got a vast
1: amount of, but they don't change in sound loads. But I was shocked that there are quite a few. So.
0: Obviously, uh, I mean, as, as you can imagine, that they they were around, as, as you know, only last week we done the Pet Shop Boys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they were around at the same time. Right. So there wasn't a rivalry, because to be honest, most people liked both. Oh. Both, sim- both synth pop music, and what have you. Both, or, I mean, with Pet Shop Boys, they're both gay. With erasure, it's only one of them's gay. But... They had the, the gay following as well. Erasure more so, I think, to be honest, and pet shop boys. Um, but then pet shop boys were more commercial successful mm-hmm. than Erasure. Yeah, um, so I suppose the big question is: would you have been Pet Shop Boys or Erasure? Ooh. Now I'm Erasure. What would you Yeah, no, but
1: you're also Pet
0: Shop Boys, isn't it? Yeah, you? but I'm more Erasure. I've I've, I've seen Erasure live. Mm. or what four three four times now oh is that it yeah I'm, i thought you would seen them more up, than that more, no no that's that's it but i haven't seen pet shop boys at all i'd love to mm. but i haven't but are uh, yeah so who would you be with you know west end girls or sometimes or little respect i suppose it's more there
1: see it's hard because like there's Erasure have like really strong ones that I prefer over Pet Shop Boys and vice versa. But I think I'd be a more Pet Shop Boys person and have Erasure on the side.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Erasure are, as you say, Andy Bell on vocals and Vince Clarke on keyboards. They were formed in 1985 in London. And they are a synth pop, electro pop, new wave band, group, duo
1: okay
0: so So, so pop so um as we've as as you know they were formed on the back of vince clark who was originally in depeche mode Mm
1: -hmm.
0: originally in yazoo Mm -hmm. and then he was obviously with the assembly yeah and it was after the assembly where he was the original project of the assembly as we've said was that they were going to have a lead singer for different songs. Yeah. They only done one song in the end with Fergal Sharkey. Mm-hmm. And Vince Clark then, I mean it was never scrubbed, it was never disbanded. It never just They the just didn't never, have anything
1: to carry on with. Nothing
0: continued. Mm. But Vince Clark put a um he de- he decided he wanted to form a duo along the lines of OMD. He was a big OMD fan from back in the day. And um I suppose he wanted to Go down that route with um, just a keyboardist, which is what he was, and a a um, vocalist, singer.
1: Oh, do you know what? Whenever you talk about Vince Clark, I pictured a vocalist. I was like, (laughs) luckily you said keyboardist then, like, right, yeah.
0: So he put in a magazine, um, Melody Maker, which was like a a pop magazine, I suppose at the time, for a singer.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And Andy Bell was chosen Obviously he went to auditions He was chosen after Clark had listened to many failed singers And was actually on the verge of giving up Oh, Literally, it was like Andy Bell was the last one, literally So struck a bit of luck Well, yeah The the funny thing is as well That obviously he chose Bell And it's since come out that Bell was a big fan of Clark Oh yeah, because he would have heard him
1: before anyway, wouldn't he?
0: They were sort of meant to be in a mm. in a sense. Um, and when you think, you know, um Vince Clark wasn't at the time known for sticking around with one no. group, you know, he's gone from Depeche Mode to Yazoo, mm. to the assembly. Um, he even had a he had a, a a song with someone else um called Never Never or something like that. I can't remember what it was now. Okay. But yeah, he was he was not someone who just stuck stayed. But, yeah, stayed around. Paul Quinn, I think he was with. Um so yeah, so he was he was someone who um didn't experimented. So, you know. yeah, yeah, yes. And I suppose that people weren't expecting much from Erasure either. Certainly mm. the fact that it's still together even today is um just shows how well the two of them have uh, have would done. you say they're
1: friends?
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay. They yeah. see so each other outside of touring. I don't I don't know if they, you know, socialise like that. But,
1: but they it, get on whatever on the they day day
0: do. Out. It It works. It works for them. So you know. I mean, even so, even to the fact that songs that he has wrote that maybe Andy Bell just come up with the title of, he would put Andy Bell on the song credit. Ah,
1: oh, okay.
0: And Andy Bell's always said, you know, who? Why does he? You know, and he says, "Well, you're part of the." You know.
1: So it's a bit like a harp, in
0: all of a harp. You put in that one word that made a big difference. Big you know? difference, so, yeah. yeah. He's, um, he's very much. Um, whereas you think how many times we've spoken about people falling out over the writing, and yeah. that person was getting more than us, even though you know because they wrote. Obviously, the the songwriter gets the bigger royalties nine times mm-hmm. out of ten. So yeah, so that that's that's good that he even you know he's, from he's the very early it. stage. He was um, straight up, and I suppose that just says a lot about what Vince Clark is, really. Mm. As I say, Bell, Bell said that Clark was a big influence of his from his Depeche Mode and Yasu eras. However, the duo's first three singles were all flops. So oh. who, needs, who needs love like that? Number 55. Well, I've got that one. Heavenly Action, 100. <gasps> That's bad. And Olamar. 85. But I've got Ola Moore as well. The first three hits were flops. Ola Moore would actually go on to be a top 10 hit just two years later, uh, reaching number seven for Dollar. Oh. I do believe you have.
1: Yes, because I recognised it and I was like, "Mm." hmm. So
0: it is an erasure song. They released it first, but it just never done anything. Dollar bought it out and it got to number seven. So that's just shaking the teeth in it. Yeah. Their debut album, Wonderland, was a mm. flop, reaching just number 71. Oh, so that's not good. Most people would have thought, knowing Vince Clark, he's going to realize this isn't going anywhere. He's going to jump ship. Yeah. However, he really believed in Erasure and the format and the way they were working together. Mm. So up with it and as I say you got Bell involved in the songwriting process and and you know I suppose it brought them together and you know helped, helped them it gets in like a, they work better making as a, a major team. success mm. yeah and then their fourth single sometimes that was the one that proved a big success okay um, and pretty much brought the duo to international prominence I mean Vince Clark already was um, but as a this brought the actual group yeah mm. exactly the group to uh, to prominence um with the single getting to number one in south africa and spain oh and, um, it also made number four in the u.s billboard dance club chart right okay so not their hot one no not their main one so the single made the top 10 in 11 countries worldwide. Nice. And as I say, it, that helped propel Eurasia, the Eurasian name mm. it worldwide. And then just to put into, so when you think their first three singles from their first album, all flops, the album was a flop. Mm. Outcome mm-hmm. Sometimes. Mm. And then since Sometimes, success in 1986... Until 1997, Erasure released 25 singles with only one not making the UK top 20. Wow, that's an achievement, that, isn't it? So that's what I'm saying. Don't
1: get you saying things
0: like that often. And have they ever
1: split up? No, never. I mean, they've gone off to do their own bits. They've yeah, yeah, they
0: they well they've never gone on a hiatus, but they have because um Vince Clark got together with um Martin Gore from Depeche Mode. Mm-hmm. And they had the VGMG experiment where they both done things. Right. And he's also gone and done things with um oh, I can't think of his name, the bloke from Heaven 17. He's done things with him.
1: Right, okay. Um,
0: who whose podcast I listen to, but I can't remember his name now. Um, whereas Andy Bell's also released some solo albums. Oh, really? So yeah. So they have done their own thing, but it hasn't. Not it's just they've agreed on it. And, yeah, and Done it. And they've come back. The Asia's never gone on hiatus. It's never um, split up. It's just mm. well, we're going to have a little break. You do your thing. I'm going to do mine, and then they See get back in to bit. the Binter Studios If nothing's nothing's, you know. Modern, yeah. So, uh,
1: like, kind of experiment with different things, but we're always there to come back
0: to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, as I say, they've never um, split up or had a bad word. It's just well, we're going to have a little break. Mm. But it's not an official break. It's just agreed between those. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Martin Ware is the person I was trying to think of um, who Prince Stars also done work with. So yeah, so they've done they they've gone off done their own thing, but Erasure have pretty much carried on still in the background and obviously in the forefront. Erasure are actually seen by Abbas, Bjorn and Benny as being the people that relaunch their own music. Well, that's Abba, in it? Yeah, yes, you said yes. Abbas. So, so Erasure is seen by Abbas, Bjorn and Benny as helping yes. launch their music through their Abba-esque EP. Oh, really? from the abba EP that suddenly... ABBA re, ex- re- exploded. Uh, what was year in, was that then? That was in
1: 1992. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I wonder what made them decide to do ABBA esque,
0: though. It's so well, very were both random. ABBA fans, or at least Andy Bell was, and Vince Clark probably thought, heck yeah, it, a, yeah, actually, you know, we, I'm okay with that. We cover their songs in our way, which they did. Um, and yeah, it was a big success. And but also that in turn brought ABBA into, back into the limelight, mm. and then on the back of that, ABBA then suddenly, you know, we re, re, um, think there was a, a big thing on the telly, like an ABBA celebration or something, if I remember. And then suddenly, Mamma Mia comes around. I was going to say Mamma Mia would be that. Suddenly, back ABBA's around. reborn. Oh. Um, so yeah, so um, and um, Erasure are credited by Bjorn and Benny as being the main. Reason that they have be reignited because of their the Aberesque.
1: Oh wow. Well, so fun. then
0: after their, their commercial profile declined not that they were ever really big commercially anyway. Right. Not, not in the same sense as um the pet shop boys, but I suppose that is a lot of because of Neil Tennant's background with Smash Hits probably helped mm. Pet Shop. Oh boys yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But Eurasia were never really after that, and Vince Clark never wanted that. I mean partly the reason you sure left groups yeah but vince clark has never been a person for interviews or anything like that you know
1: um,
0: i'd say it's when depeche mode suddenly took over took off with all the you know being recognized and having and, their know, success you know, yeah 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 that that's when he this isn't for me sort of thing so so he wants to do music but he doesn't want to be big yeah, yeah. So after their after Razor's commercial profile declined, they started doing things that they wanted rather than things to help sell their records. Mm. And, you know, I mean, they had a good relationship with Mute. they would never not been with Mute. They've been with Mute Records from, which is an independent la- ra- label. Oh, okay. They've been with them from day one through to now. They're yeah. still with Mute, right? But they um obviously they were the big name now in the mute stable and mute aren't going to say, no, we don't want you to do that. You know, why upset the people that are your main thing? They've got a big hardcore following. Um, So yeah, so they done their own thing. So they made an album of covers. Um, They called it, they called it other people's songs where they recorded songs that both of them, they both like chose the songs. Right. So if okay. You choose five. I choose five. They agree. Yeah. You know which ones to do and that. Uh, of of people that they were inspired by or or songs that they were inspired by.
1: I bet that's an album that you're not that big on.
0: No, it's not an. I've got it, but yeah, it's not my. It's not an album. Yeah. you don't do. Music. Yeah, you don't do covers. Um, and it is obviously music from, you know, the seventies. Really. Mm. It's music that And they've me. just
1: put their twist on it, like they did with ABBA. Then. Yeah, they've
0: done it obviously in their way. Right. Okay. But you can tell, you can see as well, if you listen to them back to back, you know, what, the original and then theirs. I mean, they haven't changed it. It's right, yeah. More of their synth pop
1: sound
0: on yeah. it than anything. So they, were, um, they, they, they released that and um, actually two of the singles, which was Peter Gabriel's 1977 hit, Salisbury Hill. So okay. He got to number 13 with it. Which they and they got to number 10.
1: Oh, so they did better. So
0: they did better. But then they're
1: in the time where. Mm. No, actually.
0: But they as I, I say, they... Their commercial. they their commercial, if you, you know, they were on, they were, they'd reached the peak, they were mm. on the way down, not on the way down, but just weren't as you know, people have moved on from their music.
1: Yeah. So they've got the
0: hardcore fan, hence they decided to do this, but they still were doing good songs and mm. they chose good songs. But yeah, so Peter Gabriel. X Genesis obviously went on to be his own solo person. His 1977 hit Salisbury Hills I say that got to number 13 for him. They released it number 10. The second single or the follow-up single from that the other people's songs album was Make Me Smile, come up and come up and see me.
1: Oh, that's the cover, isn't it?
0: And the Cockney Rebel, yeah. That made number one in 1975 for Steve Hartley. Right. Um, and they got to uh, number 14.
1: Oh, so not bad. They're still but again, it was a time when
0: erasure weren't, you know, big.
1: Yeah, so you don't know well, what they were they doing. were big, but
0: they were on the decline. Of their know, commercial, of the, yeah. As I say, we're now into, what, the, the, 90, the late 90s, I suppose, early 2000s? Right. I'm not even sure when it was now, but yeah. So these two cover singles... Success plus the release of the greatest hits album helped raise Erasure's profile once again.
1: (laughs) Okay, and
0: helped their next single, Breathe, reach the top 10. Oh, meaning Erasure had written songs which made the UK top 10 in the 80s, the 90s, and now the noughties. Oh, wow! So, yeah. So there's not, not many groups that say that either. No, definitely not. I mean, when we think of longevity... Well, there's not many the groups, groups that go through you know, the decades richard, anyway. Um, and what have you. But, you know, for Erasure to have got a top 10 hit mm. in the 80s, 90s and, and noughties... And they
1: didn't change their sound either.
0: Not, not, Not drastically, no, definitely not, no.
1: So it's shocking in that sense that they've got in the top 10 or top 20 even because they're such a different sound to what they would have been competing with as such. Yeah.
0: Mm. So, yeah, the other people's songs, that was from 2003. Oh. So So that's in the Naughty. Okay. And then in 2020... As recent as 2020, all right. Erasure's 18th studio album, Mm. Neon reached number four in the uk album chart so wow. that also shows longevity and how yeah they've the fact that they bought out an album in the 2020s now we're talking about <laughs> so they've started off in what 1985 and we're now in 2020 yeah so what, like 30,
1: 35 years uh, later
0: well yeah over um, and they're still going. And, you know, they've, they've churned out an album that's got to number four. Mm.
1: That's mad.
0: It's all U80s lot, isn't it? Yeah. So as you can probably imagine, they've, they've won um, several awards. Yeah. So here's a few of what they won. So in 1989, they won a Brit Award for Best British Group. Okay.
1: That's one of the first ones In 1991...
0: I they won an Ivor Novello Award for most performed work with Blue Savannah. Oh. What that actually means, I don't know what most performed work is. But,
1: but also that um and that award sounds like a really posh, you know, like Nobel Peace Prize Award. Like just the, the name of it makes it sound really posh and what you want to aim for.
0: Yeah. Uh, 1994, they won the Europa Awards, which are in the equivalent, I suppose, of the Brit Awards. Right, okay. uh, For Best International Group. Okay. In 2017, they won an Attitude Award, which is a British gay magazine, for Icon, the Icon Award. Fair enough. And then in 2018... Uh, At the Independent Music Awards, they won Best Live Act. Wow. Of which I can actually say, having seen them live, they are the best live group that I have seen. Isn't he, like,
1: really eccentric and flamboyant? Yeah, he
0: is. Yeah. He is. I mean, when I saw the... I forget what it was now. The balloon, the... Oh, it was... The Balloon, it was back in the, it must have been in the late 80s, early 90s, they'd done the Phantom, the Phantomosical Tour, something like that. Mm. It's the Swan, the Balloon, and, oh, I can't remember the rest of it. But, yeah, wow, it was just like, it was like going to a theatre. They actually done, like, I can imagine that. They had these, I mean, whatever they, the budget was on it, I don't know for a live act, but Mm. it was the equivalent of what you see would take that, you know, it, it really was. Okay, but then like a performance. At their height back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would have been at their height then. Yeah. But even now we've saw them not that long ago and they just get people. Was that like it's
1: one of the first concerts you so went to you then?
0: Yes. Yeah. That wasn't a good one. Went to see them at the Hexagon in Reading, um, which was a very small affair. And um, yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't that great? But then we've seen them at the O2 and it's totally different.
1: But you saying you saw, did you see them in that 1980, what's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was at the ah. Hammersmith Odeon. Oh, yeah.
1: wow. Yes. That's cool.
0: That was with your mum. That was. Vince Clark's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. In 2020 as a member of Depeche Mode.
1: Okay. That
0: makes more sense than from here. So, they have had 16 top 10 singles. I thought it would be more than that. And they have had 10 top 10 albums, including five number ones. Wow, now that's that's
1: something, isn't it?
0: 1988, their album The Innocents. 1989, their album The Wild, Wild. 1991, Chorus. 1992, Pop, The First 20 Hits. And then 1994, I Say, I Say, I Say. Okay. So all those five albums got to Been number one. one. Okay. So now to see about their singles. hmm So as I've told you already, 1985, Who Needs Love Like That, got to number 55. Which I can't believe. It
1: is repetitive, but it's nice and upbeat. It was a nice weak starter.
0: Yeah. Hmm. However, they re-released it in 1992 after the success of Aberdeen. Right. Yeah. And it got to number 10. Oh, wow. That's a big difference, yeah. isn't it? Yes. And then 1986, Olamar got to number 85. As mm-hmm. I said, obviously, Dollar done better with it their yeah. version yeah um however after the uh, pop the greatest hits album mm. um they uh, it. was it no not pop but it was just the hits the hits um album the greatest hits i mean they've had a few to be honest well you were over but, um, this time wouldn't you but yeah it was the, the hits the very best of Ola Moore was re-released remixed remastered mm-hmm. re-released on the back of the um album Hmm. And uh, so that was 2003, and that got to number 13. Oh, so another big jump.
1: Well, I really like Olamore.
0: Like it shot yeah, so they that, that, didn't that, do that well, but it was but that early was after the really. other people's songs. So after yeah. the success, suddenly that's back in there. Yeah. They re-released, they bought they bought out another greatest called the yeah. They Read Be Best Of. And with it, the single that they they advertised it with was a single. Olema, which they hadn't actually had a hit with, and it got to number thirteen.
1: Oh, so, yeah. Well, I really like it. It's a nice, passionate but soft one. I don't know, it's just got something about it. So
0: then, 1986, the song I've, as I've just said, propelled them really. Sometimes got to number two.
1: Oh, okay. They like a meaning to their song. This is like upbeat, but not like it's got that fast paced beatness to it but then Uh. he dials it down with it like he's got a really beautiful voice but then he can do a lot with his voice and this was one of the ones very
0: just the vocals were soft and it was really nice so it's held off the number one by the final countdown
1: oh okay
0: which um you've obviously had foreigner yep uh 1987 it doesn't have to be Number 12.
1: Okay. Yeah, that one weren't too bad. Um, it, like, it had the upbeatness to it. And this is where I say about the balance when they've got it and they can kind of fit for everyone.
0: 1987 still, Victim of Love. Number seven.
1: Ah, uh, That was a nice head bopper. Like that. Yeah. Mm.
0: 1987, The Circus, which um, was like a protest song. Because that's about um, the industries closing down and things like that.
1: Right. I put, is there a deeper meaning to this? Because I I watched the videos um, like while doing my notes this week to just see more of them. Uh And obviously I had so many, so I needed to be careful with how long I was spending. But yeah, like it just seemed a bit darker as well. So I wondered, and then listening to the lyrics, I wondered if it was a bit more of a deeper meaning. So I'm glad you said that. So it got to number six. Oh, well, I liked it. There was a tiny change in their sound, but it must be to do with what they were trying to get across. But also in the video, Vince Clark playing an accordion. Yes, correct. They're mm. yeah. waiting for an accordion to come up. I don't yeah. know if I've ever
0: said that. And he before, plays but... it live sometimes as well. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. We've seen that's talented. Played. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Uh, 1988, Ship of Fools, number six.
1: I just found this one slow. It didn't bring yeah, much to honestly, me I like yeah. that. I like
0: Ship of Fools. 1988, Chains of Love, number 11. This is where I realised he's a really good singer.
1: And I really like his voice in this one. Like, forget the what the song was about, or whatever, or what it sounds like. His voice is beautiful.
0: 1988,
1: A Little Respect. Mm-hmm. Number Oh, nice This one's catchy I knew this one um, Yeah well, but Do you know I was also surprised like, I don't know as many uh-huh. Like that I thought I would I didn't recognise I like, didn't sound familiar or whatever But this one I knew You know it's a catchy sing-along It's yeah, yeah. it's up there
0: isn't it I mean it is their anthem Yeah um, But yeah not as high as sometimes So No So now we come to 1988 Crackers International Mm-hmm with stop Mm -hmm. she won't be home and the hardest part probably the the main songs on on that ep there was another one knocking on your door i think it was they're the main ones now it was not at the time because it wasn't seen as a christmas song um as in the main lead single off of it which is stop which is actually my favorite erasure single oh is and it when you listen to it live it is it's absolutely brilliant it was funny okay the last concert we were at which was like last year mm. um at the o2 we was i mean it was, it was a brilliant concert and Yvonne turned around man said which is your favorite and literally come on i went this <laughs> <laughs> good timing brilliant. um but the the actual christmas song was she won't be home but it just doesn't get no, People wouldn't even know Raja had a Christmas song I with. wouldn't it's have known It's not one that's played Or anything no. But it is a really good song I do um, like the Christmas song so, yeah, It is weird that, that this Christmas song is on this EP Because it doesn't fit in with the other two songs no, but it was just, you know, they had to stop, I guess, and they thought, mm. well, it's not really a Christmas song. We'll put a Christmas song on there and make it an evening Get by mm. getting it out there. As, so if it gets to number a Christmas, they can play the thing. Christmas song rather than stop. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't number one, it was number two.
1: Oh, so yes. So close. Yeah. Mm. But like, I recognize Stop. I do really like Stop. Um, I'm with you there. It's not my favorite, but I do really like it. Um, And then the hardest part had a really good beat to it, but it's a lot slower than I was thinking.
0: thought it was going to be. So they missed out to, especially for you. Who's that? Kylie and Jason. Oh, okay. So, yeah. When when you're
1: missing out to bigger people, aren't
0: you? Yeah.
1: Hard, isn't it?
0: So they could have been the Christmas number one. But But, um, they weren't. They weren't. Thanks to, especially for you, (laughs) by Kylie and Jason. Uh, 1989, drama. That got to number four.
1: I liked that one. It had a bit more of a different sound. It was more Mm. upbeat and more fun, though. Uh, I really enjoyed that one.
0: 1989 again, you surround me. Number 15.
1: Didn't grab my attention in that one, so... Yeah. I mean, it's not... I'm not surprised by its charting, but Uh, I I wouldn't, I don't know, it just doesn't give much. It's very deep, very slow, just not
0: much with it. 1990, Blue Savannah, number
1: three. Really? I found this one a bit of an odd one, you know. Yeah. Mm. Okay.
0: 1990, star, number 11.
1: Okay, so I liked this song. I feel like it should have charted higher. It sounds like he's auto tuned or like they've programmed his voice, I don't know. And considering he's got a really nice voice, it takes that away from it. So drops it down a bit. But it is a good song. Yeah.
0: 1991, probably my my favourite song of this around this time is Corbus. That got to number three.
1: This was my favourite of all of wow. theirs. Re- this one got me from the first beat, first bit of lyric. Tapping along. I've recognized it a bit, but not as much as I thought of, like I say, I didn't recognize as many as I thought of it. I recognised this one a bit, but not to the point where I really knew it like a little respect. But yeah, this one, favorite right up there
0: with me. And then the other one from that same album, which was funny enough, titled course, uh, 1991, Love to Hate You, that got to number four.
1: Ah, okay, I liked this one too. Um, I properly recognise this one. And this one's a lot more fast paced. I enjoyed this one. Like this was, this is kind of getting
0: more me type of music. Then you had 1991, Am I right? That got to number 15.
1: Oh, see, I liked that one as much as it yeah, was like a slower yeah. and it was a more love song. It's got a really good chorus and it's just, I don't know, it's a really nice, beautiful song, I think. So I did like
0: that one. So they then done a remix of that one, oh, um, okay. which they released in 1992. It's actually the next song single they released.
1: Right. Um,
0: but this time mm. it only got to number 22. OK, see, I don't do remixes. No, um, And then 1992, Breath of Life got to number eight. That's an in-the-background song for me. Uh-huh. Mm. And this is what I mean. Like,
1: they've got, I don't know, like, they don't all hit with me. at a uh-huh. summit, But, yeah, that one. Like, it's not a bad song. It's just not no. up there.
0: Okay. And then, for whatever reason, um, they recorded some ABBA songs, uh, four of them. Mm-hmm. And they released an EP called ABBA-esque. On it was Take a Chance on Me, S.O.S., lay all your love on me and vu mm-hmm. and it became erasure's first and only number one
1: of all the songs that yeah. was number one so when i say i think erasure got a number one i'm thinking like ola more a little respect drama chorus love to hate you one you know one of them should be it you know even yeah. going on there's others that probably should have been number yeah. one but that one I don't know why they did it I don't I, I don't like well as I say Apple
0: wasn't big at the time as I say no, Bjorn and Benny like, very say, bizarre. Like,
1: they like pushed their career back in focus didn't it but I don't like what they've done to the songs either Well, they put their
0: own chance on and There's a rap in in, um, to take a chance on me, Um, but yeah, there's a there's mm, a rap halfway through it. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but I just don't like it. Don't sit right with me. I just feel like they wanted to be ABBA, and like I say in the videos, they like dressed up as if they were ABBA. You know, like in um, oh, I think it's it's take a chance on me. They like dressed up with wigs. Well, they literally copied the
0: video. Yeah, the video of.
1: Uh, think. but I'm just like this is weird.
0: Very weird. Yeah. Not a fan. Well, it helped ABBA um, for your generation um, to realise ABBA. Um, and um, it got a ratio. It's one and only number one in the UK. I'm
1: disappointed that that's their one and only
0: number one. Yeah. Um, it was actually at number one for over four weeks, definitely four weeks. And I'll tell you how I know. I remember Top of the Pops. If, you, if they weren't in the studio, they used to just show the video. And they showed the video for every single song. So you had "Take a Chance on Me" week mm. one, "SOS" week two, "Lay All Your Love on Me" week three, oh. and week four. So yeah, all four I of them don't got that they, chance. I don't. Sorry, I, I might be wrong. So it was either they could have been in the studio like for the first. So it might be number one for five weeks, mm. uh, but it was definitely number one for four weeks. So they made. Well have you saw. One in the studio, but That's yeah, mad. so. Um,
1: I just I can't
0: remember that. So yeah. yeah, 1994, voted by Erasure fans as their best song. Oh, uh, is always, and that got to number four. What do you think of this one? Um, I like it. It's not my fa- as I say, "Stops" my favourite, mm. um, and there's others that I prefer as well. Um, yeah. But I, you know, like chorus sometimes. Um, but no, always is. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it would be in the top ten of Erasure songs definitely. Mm. Okay. Um, but it wouldn't be my favorite. But um, for most Erasure fans, it is it their is. favorite, and it's voted Erasure's best song.
1: Okay.
0: Um, well, that, I, I mean, I, yes, I like it's charted it. well, but it, again, not as well as others. Not so, as well as others. So, as others yeah. got to number three, sometimes got to number two. You know, it only got to number four, but you know, so did drama, a little respect.
1: Like, mm. uh, no, it's not a I'm top to
0: hate
1: song, you. so uh, sales wise. Yeah, I think it's got a really catchy chorus. It is a good one, it is, but yeah, not my favorite either. Um, 1994 one
0: to the sun that got to number six. Mm. Shocked that one got quite high. Yeah.
1: It's not much content to it, it's more focused on like the sounds. Yeah.
0: Mm, well, but again, you can see the album, though. You know, this is from the I Say, I Say, I Say album. You know, you've got Always, you've got Run to the Sun, you've got I Love Saturday. It was, that was another great album, you know, and hence it got to number one. Mm. Um, and going on that, 1994 again is I Love Saturday. That got to number 20. He's got eye pitch voice in that. That one's better than Run to the Sun. That should have done better. Maybe because they didn't release that second. They maybe should have released that second. Sometimes you mm. find that... The third like single the order. doesn't do like as you said with "Am I Right." They'd already had Cause and "Love to Hate You." Yeah. "Am I Right?" Then only got to number 15 Didn't. yeah, oh, not yeah. good. And obviously, "Breath of Breath of Life" done even worse. So, so yeah, um, I did it. No breath. No breath of life got to number eight. I apologise. It done better, um, even though "Am I Right" is still a very good song. Um, 1995, for "Stay with Me," number fifteen.
1: Okay, this is another love song. It's a deep love... It's just a love song, isn't it, I found?
0: Yeah. So that's when, that was the lead single of the, sing, the album, Erasure. Oh,
1: okay, self-titled.
0: And then um, you've got Fingers and Thumbs, Cold Summer's Day, number 20.
1: I really like this song, right? And... <laughs> This is where I was like, oh, we're getting into the 90s. We're way out of the 80s by this point. I really like it. It's got different sounds to it. Like they've changed it up a bit, but you've still got that electric hint in there. Like, you know, they're still simple, Like they've not changed their genre or moved on fully. Mm. So I quite like how they've played around a bit.
0: So the, 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 you're now on the, the decline So you've had the oh, updates, okay sort of done it, And I say, I say, as I say That got to number one mm-hmm. uh, The Erasure album, no. self-titled Erasure album And that didn't do as well And then you've got the Cowboy album Which the next lot is for 19.7 And you can sell by the chart placings Although, yes, they're still good They're not top ten So right, okay. 1997, In My Arms Got to number 13
1: mm, It's a swaying song I like the lyrics of it It's like it's calm, but I like listening
0: to it. Mm. And then 1997 again, so from the Cowboy album, Don't Say Your Love Is Killing Me, number 23. So I wrote, I must like, it's
1: like I knew they were from the same album. Songs have got calmer and more meaningful.
0: So then the next one, they only released one single from the Love Boat album. Now, the Love Boat album is is seen by a lot as their worst album, it got panned by the critics. And it was sort of when, because obviously after that, they released the other people's songs. Um, It wasn't an album that done well. And this was the lead single. They'd never sing it or live. They'd just like to forget about that album. Um, So, yeah, so unfortunately in 2000, Freedom only got to number 27 and it's pretty much not, not heard. I like Freedom, to be honest. I do. It's different. Mm. The whole of that album is different, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's it's not seen as erasure.
1: No, there's a play around with sounds, I thought. And with this one, I'm just waiting for it to pick up. I'm waiting for it to, you know, uh, do a bit more. It's just very like you're less left in like suspense kind of thing.
0: Or yeah. But it's not a bad song, it's just not erasure, as you've said.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember there was in the in the video, you've got like these cardboard cutouts things yeah it.
1: that kind of flopped down and come yeah, yeah 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 well
0: there was a thing I think it was on channel four might have been channel five where they they were on it and they gave their these cut out cardboard cutouts as the prize I did it oh. so I didn't win um, <laughs> I often wonder what would I have done with what them would you have even had? done I mean why <laughs> why would but, you yeah. want them yeah is that, that exactly but um oh. but yeah I do remember that part from it um So then we go on to the uh, the other people's songs. So, so I've already told you how they done. So number in two thousand and three, Salisbury Hill, got them back into the top ten. So after a, a few years out or several, you know, we're talking mm. almost when was the last? So one to the sun in nineteen ninety four. So now we're in two thousand and three, and they've now got their next top ten. Oh, film, okay. Um, which is a cover, of Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel. As I've already said, number ten. And then, as I say. Um, They covered the number one by Steve Harley, also in 2003, Make Me Smile, Come Up and See Me, and that got to number 14.
1: I'm not a big fan of Salisbury Hill. It's a head bopper, and I feel like in the video he's expressing So I like Salisbury Hill. I don't. Like, yeah, it gets you moving a bit, like the beat, but it's just, I don't know. I I didn't get much from it, but I do really like Make Me Smile. I, I really like the sound of it. I love how upbeat it is, like that. Yeah that's that's up there for me. It's a shame that one's a cover in my head.
0: Yeah. Well on the album they also covered um Video Killed the Radio Star. Oh, I'd love so to that's hear that. On the album, yes. So then they released as I've already mentioned um their greatest hits and they had all and more mm. on that. And then, so on the back of that, they then released in 2005 Breathe.
1: Yeah.
0: From their new album which is I can't remember what that was called now, night something I think it was, but um breathe got to number four, Ooh. which then gave them their num their their top ten that they'd written because obviously songs yeah. they hadn't written um their top ten hit for the naughties hey. and you think they were they'd been been nowhere near for you know we're looking at ten years now, two thousand and five. Mm. And Suddenly they write breathe and yeah, number four.
1: Wow. Well, I really like Breathe, and in the video, that's where I'm like, Oh, you've grown, you, you're aged, but he's not aged fully. Like, I just swear this man don't age or he gets work done, not sure. Um, but I've also recognized breathe, but not like to the point where I knew it knew it, but it sounded familiar. But no, it's a really good one. I really like breathe, yeah. so it's quite Night bird.
0: Thing. The album is right heard.
1: okay. What that breathes is on.
0: Yes, yes. And so's the next one. Don't Say You Love Me. Mm -hmm. Uh, That got to number 15. Right.
1: It's a catchy song, but, and he's very talented. Let's put that aside. The video, it's like an animation. It's very weird. He's in like an astronaut costume, but it's obviously not him. It's like a, not like a cartoon, but you can tell that it's not real. And I'm just like, what, what's going on? Like, And this is what I mean by they make like, memorable videos and they yeah. like, like to play around with things a bit.
0: And then the third single of the album was Here I Go Impossible Again, number 25.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put this one up there as well. It's, this one's very electric and I feel like it's quite raw in the sound, like they've changed it a bit but not in a good way it didn't work that well
0: when i found that okay and then um 2007 from their album light at the end of the world they had i could fall in love with you at number 21
1: this is my favorite love song that they've done Uh and it's celebrating all love like the video has like it's like a slideshow as such of like people, fans, even like Andy Bell, like you see him with his partner. I didn't see Vince Clark with anyone though, but I might've just missed it because they can flash quite fast. But you see people with their partners um, and it's just celebrating all types of love. And I think it's just a really nice song
0: and a really nice video to go with it. And then also 2007, Sunday Girl, number 33. Oh, I'm not
1: the biggest fan, it sounds a bit futuristic, but it is upbeat, and maybe people didn't like the sounds in it, but it wasn't a bad one, I would have put it at 33. Yeah,
0: and they've had more albums since then, I mean, yeah, they've had a couple more um, greatest hits albums, um, and they had another covers album, but done on Christmas songs, and it was called Snow Globe,
1: um, where they covered
0: Christmas songs. Um, however, they have had some other albums in between there, like um, the Velvet Flame. Uh, sorry, the Violet Flame, World Be Gone, and the Neon, um, which I said obviously got to number four. But the singles off of those albums have not got into anywhere near the top forty. So it is pretty much that is. I'd be very, you know, okay. they could surprise us again like they did with Breathe. But I think it'd be very hard, especially with the way that. The charts are done, obviously, now for Mm -hmm. them to break into the the top 40, let alone get another top 10 hit. Yeah. But, you know, if their albums are still selling, as I say, you know, the neon, their latest, got to number four, then there's no reason why they still can't have good albums.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So that was Erasure. Mm
1: -hmm. We shall
0: move on to the next group, Simply Red.
1: Yeah. These are a lot different to erasure, and I have to keep reminding myself that the groups that you give me aren't based off the same genre. It's the same time. Yes. And I've got a bit of love-hate love, love hate relationship with these. Like I'm kind of like, mm, I really don't like you. Oh, no, I do like you. And I feel like it's a more or less, and the more I connect with the songs. Uh, they've not got any distinct look like as time went on I feel like they went more casual his hair went a bit more crazy like you kind of let it grow I think they've had some features on their tracks like when I was like looking like there was like a reef of Franklin on one and someone else on another um nothing stuck out in the videos that I had though again these don't seem to age so either because I know Erasure had gone, like, I knew they were still Have going. Have a look at him now. <laughs> okay. Well, but because I knew Erasure was still going, um, I knew that, like, I, like, as I was watching the videos, time was ticking on. But these, obviously, I don't know the time, like, the gap that I'm looking at. So we might just be in a short period of time. I don't know. I went for Soul and Jazz for genre because some songs are a bit more soul some are a bit more jazzy so I'm really hoping I've heard that right but yeah he's got a nice voice I'm really intrigued with what he looks like now what's his name
0: who the guy you said you should see him now Mick Hucknall Mick Hucknall so while you're uh, looking at that I will um, explain Simply Red so Simply Red as I say are Mick Hucknall on vocals and guitar Tom Kellett on keyboards and trumpet, mm-hmm. Fritz McIntyre on keyboards, Tom Bowers or Bowers, sorry Tony Bowers Bowers on bass, Chris Joyce on drums, Sylvian Richardson on guitar, and Ian Kirkham on saxophone. However, in total, there have been twenty-seven members. Oh, my Um, goodness. From 1985 until present. So they're still going. I just went with the main ones from obviously the 1980s.
1: Yeah.
0: So they were formed in 1985 in Manchester, and they are a pop, blue-eyed soul.
1: Now, blue-eyed
0: soul, what they mean by that, and I did look it up, is that they are – so soul is mainly um, connected with um, black Americans – and um, it's actually Blue-Eyed Soul means white people, blue oh, eyes. okay. So that's why they're called Blue-Eyed Soul. Right, on, because okay. Obviously they're, all, they're white, a white band. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, Hucknall was originally in a punk group called the Frantic Elevators, whose seven-year run produced limited releases, um, although they did have critical acclaim for their for their very last single, holding back the years mm-hmm. um, before they disbanded. Right, okay. Okay. So then Hucknall then linked up with manager Elliot Rashman uh, to assemble a band of local session musicians more than anything. Um, and they signed up to Electra Records. Mm-hmm. And the name simply read is due to Mix hair. Because obviously, yeah, hair, it's got red hair. hair. Yeah, yep. um, but also his allegiance allegiance to Manchester United, who are the Reds. The red oh, okay, yeah. Because obviously, they're from Manchester. So they are simply red. Yeah, uh, their first recording, Red Box, uh, ended up being the B side of their first single, "Money's Too Tight," to mention, which was a cover of a soul song uh, by the Valentine Brothers, uh, which only got to number 73 in 1983. Really? So they covered it.
1: Wow. Obviously
0: they had a big hit. Their main commercial success was between 89 and 95. They had 10 top 10 singles Mm -hmm. and they had 14 top 10 albums with 5 number 1s oh so they've done well, well they, I've not really yeah. heard of these like I kind of I think, that, I think it is them, a but they're kind not... of, it was I mean obviously done all right for those music yeah. wise but that general that genre of music it's not really I mean it certainly isn't for me and I don't think it's it's not something that people necessarily they might like your song but I don't think they're a group that have a big following. Mm. I mean, they do. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's but more. I think, I think it's more people specific. Would, oh, I want to go and watch Simply Red live, rather than I'm a Simply Red. I I, I'll be honest. I don't see many T-shirts or things. You know, when you go to um, rewind and festivals. Uh, okay, they're not. Simply ones Red that people are... isn't one. You know, and they're not. They're never. You know, if you ask people, name thirty groups from the, they not even be in, in the 80s would, they Simply not even Red be in would not be at the probably one of the first second third they might not even be mentioned wow they just you know I suppose a bit like UB40 I suppose mm. in, in that sense
1: yeah but I feel like UB40 is bigger than Simply Red like I'd heard of them and uh, could I recognize a few more songs I'd yeah.
0: say well that probably says it all the fact that, if, that UB40 are bigger than Simply Red so mm. so yeah so, uh, nineteen eighty five. Money's too tight to mention. That got to number
1: thirteen. Oh, it's got has got a long intro. That one. Um, I like his voice. He's got a like just dis- not distinctive voice, but it's just different. Um, and it's got a nice beat to it. It's a nice catchy song. So I like that one.
0: So then they um obviously re-released the single from Mick Hucknell's original group, um, Mm -hmm. Holding Back the Years. And it only got in 1985 to number 51. Oh. They then re-released it in 1986, and it got to number two.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I like that a lot better. Um, I really like that one. It's it's repetitive, which usually doesn't hit me because I just think they're quite boring when they're repetitive and it's got a calm sound to it i feel like you can just sing your feelings out like a chorus really i don't know there's something about it that really gets me and i'm like yes uh, i don't know but it's not my favorite it's not you know didn't get me that much but i like it
0: 1987 the right thing number 11
1: okay this was one where i was waiting for the drop i wouldn't put it up that high i was just mm-hmm. kind of there like come on it's like anticlimax. Ah. Mm.
0: Okay, 1987, Infidelity, number 31. Oh,
1: I prefer this one. This one's like more upbeat. I don't know, it's got a bit more to it. It felt more Ah. soul Ah. to me. I really enjoyed it. Uh,
0: 1987, Every Time We Say Goodbye, number 11
1: this one just doesn't seem to fit in. It's like they're changing their sound. Like, it's just completely different to what you'd already heard. And it doesn't even really fit in. Uh, They do go quite slow, but quite later on they go slow. So it's kind of not in the right, weren't released at the right time, but apparently people liked it.
0: 1989, It's Only Love, number 13. It's a a literal love song. It's just standard lovey-dovey song, but it's nice. 1989, If You Don't Know Me By Now, number two.
1: Oh, nice. Okay. Sing Your Heart Out. I knew this one. Uh-huh. You just can't help yourself like, with that one. It's a good one.
0: 1989, A New Flame, probably my favourite. Number 17. That's your favourite? Yeah, like I've always liked that one. I don't know why. It's,
1: um, it's got a catchy chorus, but it's not up there. But... Uh. I mean, it is a good one. Shocked by it being your favourite, though. Yeah, I
0: know. Probably from the 80s of theirs, yes. Mm. I mean, I like yeah. Stars, Fairgrounds yeah. as well, but that's probably... Um, 1991, Something Got Me Started, number 11.
1: Okay, well, that one's upbeat, gets you moving a bit. I like that one.
0: 1991, Stars... Number eight. Ooh. I recognise this one.
1: Um, and I just find this one, like, you know, more down my street of being able to sing your heart out to it a bit. Okay.
0: 1992 for your babies. Number nine.
1: Oh, I like this one, you know, which
0: is weird for me because it's quite a heartfelt, slow
1: song. But I think it's a beautiful song.
0: Right, well, the next one I didn't give you because so I'd left it off. Um But I didn't resend it to you, so I knew you had a lot, and it wasn't (laughs) top. It's not a a high So 1992, Thrill Me, number 33.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So
0: that's why I didn't send it. Uh, 1992, Your Mirror, number 17. My favourite. I
1: really like his voice. I think he's just got a really good voice, and he goes a lot more deep in this one. I don't know, there's just something about this one, but it's my favourite. Like, this one stuck out to me a lot.
0: Okay, 1992, the Montreal Live EP mm-hmm. um, with the songs "Love for Sale," uh, "Dreaming," "Drowning," uh, Downing My," "In My," Drowning. "Drowning," "In My Own Tears," "Grandma's Hands," and "Lady Godiva's Room." Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a Simply Red fan, so I didn't know which the lead single was. If I'm honest, so right, okay. I'm sure by listening to them, you would probably realise which one, but I...
1: I don't know. I feel like it might be Drowning in My Own Tears, like if I had uh-huh. to pick, because that one was probably the leading one. That or Love for Sale.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it we got to number 11.
1: Okay. I thought this was a lot more jazz. So I'm surprised when you say they're not jazzy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But it's got a change in the sound. This is where they start really slowing it down. This is where every time we say goodbye should fit in. And they really slow down. And they become more heartfelt
0: and love songs. Okay. So now we're going into 1995 Right. Fairground. Yeah. Number one.
1: Okay, I'll take that. It's not Katrina and the Waves that I wanted, but I'll take that. <laughs> I do really like Fairground. I recognised it. I didn't know, well, I didn't have a clue who sung it, but I didn't know it was Simply Red. Not going to lie. When you first sent me Simply Red, I thought they were rock music until I started listening to them. So, <laughs> I that, yeah, I'll take that.
0: Okay. Uh, next is another song I missed out, I'm afraid. Um, oh, okay. Blame COVID. <laughs> so, 1995, Remembering the First Time, and I got to number 22. Okay, so. Um, and then in 1996, Never, Never Love, number 18.
1: Okay. Again, I've just said it. slow down. They got more meaningful with the lyrics. It's not bad. Uh,
0: 1996, We're In This Together, number 11.
1: I think this, with every time we say goodbye, we're like down there, my least
0: favourite. I just okay. didn't bring much. 96, Angel. Number
1: four. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a beautiful song and you can see how talented he is with his vocals. It's a really nice one.
0: 1997 Night Nurse. Number 13.
1: Okay. Do you know what? I think they've got a bit of reggae in this, you know. There's a bit of something extra. So I really, really enjoyed Night Nurse. It just gave that little bit of a oomph to their songs.
0: Nineteen ninety eight, say you love me, number seven. Again, just a lovely dovey song. It's not bad. Nineteen ninety eight again. The air that I breathe, number six.
1: See, I don't agree with that. It's not much, but body to that one. It's quite musical, like instrumental. Mm. Nineteen
0: ninety nine, ain't that a lot of love? Ain't yeah? Ain't that a lot yeah. of love? Uh
1: huh. Yeah.
0: Number fourteen.
1: Okay, I really enjoyed that one. I feel like that one, I could see it being played in a club. All oh, right.
0: Mm. Um, then one I missed out again, um, which was <laughs> from 2000. Well. Your Eyes, number 26. Okay. And then we had Sunrise in 2003 at number seven. Ooh.
1: Chorus is the only bit that saves that one. Well, on the best, well, a on great one.
0: And then we had 2003 again, fake number 21, which mm. I didn't give you. I <laughs> know and, and I missed out so many. I think, <laughs> obviously, I didn't. I had COVID at that last Sunday, and I, I obviously no, it was Monday, wasn't it? I mm-hmm. done it last week, mm-hmm. um, and um, it was Monday. Then I tested positive, so uh, um, blaming
1: that, are you, Dad?
0: Yeah, I am. Um, I couldn't believe it when I was writing it today. How many I missed? I was like. <laughs> Uh, 2003 You Make Me Feel Brand New Number 7 Nah
1: That's like classical music They go like way too slow That's probably my least favourite actually
0: Really? Yeah So there was others Which I obviously didn't then scroll down That were after that as well So you had 2005, Perfect Love, got to number 30. Right. And then 2007, So Not Over You, got to number 34. And then their most recent one was 2007, so quite a while ago now, Mm -hmm. with Stay, and that got to number 36.
1: Okay. all
0: quite out, and they are out of the 80s, so,
1: you
0: know. Not um, a big thing, but yes. Okay. So, on to Go West, Mm. who I am seeing live in May. Oh, are you? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. As just Go West or are they... Uh, uh, No, we're seeing
0: Go West and Paul Young in Aylesbury, I think it is. So, yes. Okay. All right. Well, enjoy that. I have Um, seen them at We Wine before, but... Okay. Yeah, it's the first time we've seen them outside of a... Outside of a group. Festival, Mm.
1: yes. Well, I thought I recognised the vocalist a bit, so I'm intrigued at who that is as to whether he's been anywhere else. He's got a familiar face, but that just might be me. I don't know. Um, There's no set clothing styles, although in one video, I can't remember which one it was now. Oh, yeah, I wrote it. In King of Wishful Thinking, they wear just like a baggy white top and jeans. I I think they should have stuck with that. It really suited them. I like it. I like the bagginess of the 80s. But what are the sideburns? I can't remember what video, I didn't write down what video I thought that in. But it's sideburns, like proper come like down and then like basically across his cheek. Oh, it was horrible. They seem very passionate though. And I went for New Wave Maybe Pop.
0: Okay. Go West. are Peter Cox on Vocals and Keyboards. And Richard that, Drummy on the electric guitar. They were formed in 1982 in London. Okay. And they are a pop rock blue-eyed soul. Oh,
1: group. another blue-eyed soul. So the
0: same well, as not much soul But I wouldn't Go say person, there are any sim- there's no, any
1: similarities. I
0: I don't know who wrote that bit in. I wouldn't put them as Blue Eyed Soul. No, I wouldn't wouldn't. put them as rock. I would um, put them as as pop, stroke synth pop. Yeah. So Cox and Drummy recorded two songs, and with support from their manager, John Glover, they looked for a recording deal. Right. Eventually, Chrysalis Records offered a record deal um, on the back of those two demo tracks, which were. We Close Our Eyes and Call Me. Um, Their first album, self-titled Go West, um, included both those songs as well as Don't Look Down, uh, which uh, served as a prequel um, to the second album, Dancing on the Couch, which had Don't Look Down, the sequel. Oh, and was that any different? Well, Don't Look Down, the sequel... Uh, became the duo's first American top forty hit at wow. number thirty nine. Oh, the video for "We Close Our Eyes" was directed by Godley and Creme from Ten CC. Oh. Yeah,
1: um,
0: they went obviously into that that side of the uh, the business afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, the duo's biggest hit in America was "The King of Wishful Think- Thinking." Uh, which featured in the 1990 film Pretty Woman. Oh, really? Starring Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. I
1: really like that film. So there. Mm.
0: You obviously don't remember the song.
1: No, but then Mm. in films, they usually like
0: background songs, aren't they? Yeah. Um, In 2015, they covered the killer's hit Human for a CD of covers by 80s bands called 80s Recovered. Oh, um, which was just songs with 80 sounds. So they've had seven top 20 singles nice. and two top 10 albums. Uh, now, the funny thing about these albums is neither of them are studio albums. What are they? So 1985, Bangs and Crashes, which was a remix album, got to number oh. eight. And in 1993, Aces and Kings, The Best Of Go West got to number five. So their actual studio albums didn't do as well as a remix album and obviously The Best Of.
1: Oh, my God, I took that. I completely forgot that you tell me what's charted. Obviously, when you tell me what's charted, they've had a lot more. And for a split second, I was like, you're telling me they've never released a studio album? Where have all these singles come from (laughs) then?" But the studio album have a chart? It doesn't yeah, mean it exists. They had their
0: first album was called yeah. Go West. It, and yeah. their second album was called Dancing on the Couch. I
1: had a momentarily yes. a bit of madness. <laughs> oh,
0: 1985, We Close Our Eyes. Mm-hmm. That got to number five. Oh, okay. Upbeat, good bit. Sing along. Recognised it as well. And then also 1985, Call Me, number 12. Ooh, I like that one, too. They've got like
1: a balance of like soft vocals, but it's an upbeat sound. So really, I enjoyed that one.
0: Uh, just going back to We Close Our Eyes," they also in 1993
1: re-released it. Oh, OK. And where'd that but They only got
0: to number 40. <laughs> oh, so only just in... Yeah. And that was pretty much the last top hit that they've ever had. Oh, OK. So it was their and first when was that? It? In and the also 90s? Their last, that was 93. Okay. Um so yeah, 1985, Goodbye Girl, number 25.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that one. It's a bit in the background. There's not much to it. It's slowed down quite a lot compared to the first two. So
0: 1985, Don't Look Down, the sequel, the first, the oh. first one from the second album, not the yeah. one from the first album.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which I don't I don't think the one from the first album actually got released. Okay. Uh, so as I say, it got to it, got, it obviously was their first big hit in America, mm-hmm. um, and over here it got to number thirteen.
1: Okay, it was a it was more. It's a fun song. I enjoyed it. It was more like uplifting. I want to say.
0: Okay, uh, nineteen ninety, King of Wishful Thinking,
1: mm-hmm.
0: number eighteen.
1: Oh, really, this was my favorite. Yeah. This is just an all round good one for me catchy singing like oh i just had everything i think that i really really enjoyed that one that might be my favorite from the week
0: you know Mm. 1992 faithful number 13
1: i enjoyed that one as well um and his voice got more it's like his voice aged it got more husky there was something in (laughs) it like well he did he did age well yeah but (laughs) Like, you could hear it in that bit. And it made the song a bit better, I think, rather than his softer vocals.
0: Okay. 1993, What You Won't Do For Love, number 15.
1: Hang on a minute. King of Wishful Thinking, did you say that got to
0: 18? 18. Uh, 18, yes
1: Yeah, how did What You Won't Do for Love do, be- do better than that one Because What You Won't Do for Love I thought it was just like bar music They had a change in the sound It just weren't up there like, That was my least favourite of theirs uh, Fuming And then
0: 1993 Tracks of My Tears Number 15
1: oh, okay That one was slow But, but not like um, What You Won't Do for Love Slow But you know, add a bit more to it and it felt quite meaningful. (laughs) So that that wasn't a bad finish.
0: I'm just checking because there is, I was meant to look it up at the time, that Tracks of My Tears, I'm Mm. not sure if that's a cover. Oh. I might be wrong. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's a a cover of the 1965 hit R&B song by the way, oh, so it is a
1: cover. It's oh, a okay.
0: Cover. Yeah. Which I thought it was, because I've heard I know of a song called The Tracks of My Tears. Right. So yes, it's uh, that is a, a cover of a thing. So so literally that they um they had a cover song, then they re-released We Close Our Eyes, mm-hmm. which as I say was a bit of a flop, it only got to number um 40, and yeah, they haven't really. Done much since?
1: Okay, but have they disbanded? Like they split up, or
0: no? Because I'm going to see them. Oh no, because you're seeing them, so yeah. yeah. So uh, no, um, whether they did, I don't know. But um, so yeah, the tracks of my tears got to number nine for Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Okay, and then they had Tears of a Clown at number one That's their next single. Mm-hmm. That's the other people that they've covered off. Not go west, tracks, yeah. Go west covered the miracles tracks of my tears, right? Yeah, so that one. To okay. cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, okay. So moving on then to Katrina and the Waves. Mm-hmm. What did you think of those? I thought these were a
1: really fun group, and then that was the first song. Really fun. They're you know they're young, colourful, relaxed. Casual clothing, and then you got the other. So, you gave me three songs, you got the other two songs, and they kind of calmed down a bit. And I felt like they grew up and like you kind of saw them grow up through the three songs. But yeah, they just weren't as fun. Like the songs were a bit different from each other. Uh, So, I watched, I put them in the genre of pop, and I watched, well, I listened to two more. So, Do You Want Crying? And um, felt like it was more rock. So I was like, oh, well, you're not helping compare what sound we've got here. Um, and then red wine and whiskey again had a rockier tone. I was like, well, this isn't helping. So I went for pop based on the ones that I've got. But based on all five that I've listened to, that obviously including the two that I've gone out by myself, like on my own and listened to, I, they haven't got like a direct sound. I don't think they've really got their sound which might be why they only had three hits I don't know but also I think well I'm gonna ask were there anything to do with Eurovision because I'm pretty sure when I was watching videos I saw one for one of the songs like I watched the official videos to see theirs or a top of the pops that's how I watch my videos so I didn't watch it so I don't know whether they were in it, but they must have been for it to have come up. But I didn't read into it because so I don't like to spoil anything. So
0: okay. Mm. So Katrina Catr- and the Waves are Katrina Lescanich, right? On vocals and guitar. Kimberly Rue, who's a man, by the way, on guitar.
1: That's a man.
0: Della Cruz on bass, and Alex that. Cooper on drums. Is there only one woman? Yes.
1: In the first video. But, like, yeah, in the first video, I'm sure it showed more than one woman. And then after that, the focus was on the vocalist, so I didn't really notice anyone else. So I thought it was, like, uh, well, more women than that
0: in there. So they were formed in 1981 in Cambridge, and they are a rock new wave. Band. Okay, so I could have gone with rock based
1: on the ones I listened
0: to. So they were originally formed as the Waves by Rue and Cooper in 1975. Ooh. However, they split by 1977. Right, so that didn't work. Rue then joined another group called the Soft Boys, while Cooper um, formed Mama's Cooking band okay which were a cover Yard. band they just you know yeah they went around they singing other people's make... songs mm-hmm. um and they were from feltwell and they covered people like heart foreigner zz top
1: oh okay um,
0: so yeah they just covered other you know rock rock songs yeah um after the soft boys disbanded room um contacted cooper to renew their musical partnership Okay. And he ended up joining Mama's Cooking, um, right? So he just
1: went over.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mama's Cooking, who were Cooper, Leskanich, Delacruz Cruz, and Yakins. Okay. However, so and and then they they renamed Mama's Cooking to the Waves. So they went back. Right, so they the went back to the original. Because yeah. Because now. Obviously, Rue and Cooper are back together. They decided to go back to So they could go back to them better, 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 um,
1: I mean, Mama's Cooking isn't really a is name, exactly. is there.
0: Um, and then Jenkins left, and um, he left in 82. Right. Um, and the band was then renamed themselves as Katrina and the Waves. I suppose, on the back of that, she was the vocalist and was the only A bit that kind player, of
1: fresh. And it gives yes. it that fresh.
0: And also, look someone just there. then so yeah, want to be a different band again, I suppose.
1: Like, we, they had a lot of people come and go,
0: didn't they? One person.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, because they've gone to other ba- they've gone to other bands. Yeah, yeah, bands yeah. Well, they split and, like, up as some
0: waves, and then we got back together. Like it's,
1: it's had but, yeah. jiggers before they've got to the yeah. final lot.
0: Yeah, that's what I meant. So, in a sense, Mama's cooking became katrina, katrina and the waves.
1: yeah yeah not the waves from the beginning
0: but the waves were cooper and rue who also yeah they would the
1: affect fa- the waves right. was like so, the founder that Thomas yeah. was cooking uh, was um,
0: the what's the, the sub yes. the sub bit it of the waves
1: into it. yes yes
0: mm. it's probably the carry on from the waves because you still have yeah like because the same people it, yeah and the other founder ended up joining them Um, And they became Katrina and the Waves. Yeah. Um, So the band achieved global success with the 1985 single Walking on Sunshine, Mm -hmm. uh, which reached number nine on the US Billboard chart.
1: Oh, that's good. That's really good. Because it's theirs is 100, isn't it? That theirs is a lot bigger. Wow.
0: In 1997, Mm. the band represented the UK in the Eurovision Song Contest. Right, okay. And went on to win. Really? Oh. And are the last act to do so from the UK with their song, Love Shine a Light.
1: Hmm, okay. Oh, so it would have been that one that I was searching. But I didn't want to click on it. I didn't want to ruin anything. I just saw Eurovision. And I was like, okay, maybe they were to do with that. But
0: winning? is so even better than just the being to do with it. Winners. That's amazing. So they've had two top 10 singles. Right. One top 30 album, which was their 1985, Katrina and the Wave, self-titled. That got right. to number 28. Okay. Well, I
1: thought for me is that Walking on Sunshine would be their number one. That's what I was hoping for. So
0: 1985, Walking on Sunshine, number eight. Oh, but it's not done bad, is it? I knew this song and has it, has it
1: ever been covered? Or is this actually mm-hmm. the original? Because like it's in, I don't know, it just sounds that's like someone sense, else could have sung it. So, yeah, it just sounds like someone else could have sung it. But maybe I've only ever heard theirs and I could have never heard of them.
0: You'll know what I'm like, but it's a very
1: feel good song, in it, it gets you up and moving.
0: So, that was my favorite. Uh huh. Well, I suppose, yeah, I can imagine that, to be honest. 1986 Sun Street, Mm. number 22. Yeah,
1: it's a swaying song, it's you know, it's got something good to it, it's just not as upbeat and feel good. But it has got the hint of Phil. I don't know, like it's got something in it that it's not a boring song. It's still got that bit of fun in it, but just not yeah. as much. And then
0: 1997, mm-hmm. on the back of Eurovision,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Love, Shine a Light got to number three.
1: Oh, see, after you said that they've won Eurovision, I'm even more shocked they've not got number one, but I thought it would be Walking on Sunshine. But if I knew about the Eurovision, I would have assumed Love, Shine, and Light would have been the number one.
0: So Walking on Sunshine was written by Kimberly Rue. Okay. So a member of The Waves. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's their own song. Has it ever been covered, though? It doesn't say it's been covered either now, and I'm OK not. All right. Okay, moving on swiftly to Atlantic Star.:
1: Yeah. Um, it's a love group, isn't it? Because of you gave me two. And I watched another two and they're just all very heartfelt, loving. I went for soul, soul, jazz for genre though. Um, I felt like because of how deep it was and their harmonies go well together. I think it's a duo. I'm intrigued as to whether they're a partnership, like together. Um I listened to like as extras love crazy that was more upbeat and I felt the jazz and soul in that more than the others so that really put in firmly that I thought it was soul jazz and then I'll remember you had a really slow start and I feel like it's a really sad song um but yeah there's only two I thought they were quite glamorous and like I say they just love songs
0: so. Okay, Atlantic star now there's quite a few people here and there's actually even more people altogether and oh, they're 19, not just a two altogether 19 members over time oh. they yeah they they were formed in 1976 right and they're still going um so they've had quite a few members so i'll just read out the main members
1: okay from,
0: that i've got and then i'll obviously talk through what what they ended up being so you had Porter camel on drums, Mm. Sharon Bryant on vocals, Damon Renty on sax, William Sutter on trumpet, Clifford Archer on bass, Albert Duke Jones on flugelhorn. However, he left by the time they'd done any albums. Hang on. What's a flugelhorn? I'll be honest, I didn't look it up. I was meant to.
1: You were not tempted to look up a flugelhorn. No, I was, and I just didn't hold up a minute we cannot (laughs) bypass a
0: flugel okay i'll just quickly go oh it looks like a trumpet oh there you go that is not as fun as i thought it was going to be joseph phillips phillips on the flute or percussion and then you had the three lewis brothers david on vocals and guitar wayne on keyboards and jonathan on trombone and then um Sharon Bryant left the group, who was obviously the main vocals, mm-hmm. and she was replaced by Barbara Weathers on vocals. But as I say, altogether there's been 19 members. I can't over get over that.
1: Time. I thought it was just a duo, and I was really like, have these people ever been together? They're really sing these love like heartfelt, lovely songs together really well. I mean, going by but, you know, but... the
0: the some of the you know, like a saxophonist, um you know the flugel, um, the flute. It would tell me they're they're more um, session musicians. Oh uh, yeah, mm. with what they've got.
1: But I'm still shocked that you've not found anything about the couple. Like I
0: thought they were amazing together, like s- singing wise. Well, there's only two women. Um, one of them left, who was the lead singer, and then replaced by by Barbara. So. Sharon Bryant left and yeah. Barbara Weathers then joined. So.
1: I know, like the singers didn't change that much. But still, I thought I was going to like get some juicy info about how these people have got together and it's not worked as work. Like, you know, what we've had in yeah. the past. But
0: no. Well, I'm sorry, no, not the this group. This group. Um, or not that I found out. Uh, they were formed in 1976 in the White Plains of New York. Okay, And they are an R&B and soul group.
1: R&B, because mm, it's like so sad songs. I didn't think about R&B,
0: but yeah.
1: i if for jazz, though, so. especially with those
0: instruments. Yeah. I mean, they could be a jazz, but then just not classed as it. Um, mm. So throughout the 70s and early 80s, the band scored several hits in the R&B charts, Wow. However, it wasn't until the mid '80s that they crossed over to the more commercial pop. And the way that happened is they slimmed the group down mm. to just a quintet—five. Quintet. Yes. So the three Lewis brothers, right? David, Wayne, and Jonathan. Joseph Phillips, the percussionist, stroke flute. Mm-hmm. Um, and the singer Barbara Weathers. Oh, but there was a male singer as well. Like, I'm very confused by this. Well, there may well have been backing vocals. as I think, um, some of the one of the Lewis brothers, or both. There was more than one. I think were backing vocals, not okay. classed as vo- obviously. But like classes. in the
1: videos, the focus oh. is on these two singers. Oh, right.
0: Okay. Well, I'm so confused with this group. I'm confused now. You're saying that, but anyway. So. Sharon Bryant left the original group in 1984 and that's when they pretty much then changed it about and bought Barbara Weathers in and slimmed it down. Right. Okay. So, um, and then they had the success of Secret Lovers mm-hmm. and that was it then. That, that pretty much is where Atlantic where Star are, are known as. So it's more the quintet than the rest of the, the 19. The 19 others. Yeah. Um, They've had two top ten singles, and that's pretty much it for them.
1: Okay. Top ten, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So, Atlantic Star, 1986, Secret Lovers, got to number ten.
1: Okay. It's only just in the top 10. That was my favourite. Yeah. I was like, it's very heartfelt. The harmonies go really well together. <laughs> like, it was a beautiful song. Really nice. I could listen to that one over and over again, I think.
0: 1987, Always, got to number three. Oh,
1: okay. So that's an up there one. They've got beautiful voices. I really do like these two together. And I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. That I don't know who the male is. It could be anyone.
0: Um, The funny thing is, tonight, you've had Erasure. They had Star, which also Simply Red had. They also had Always, which... Oh, yeah. Totally different songs. Totally different songs with different sounds
1: and everything.
0: Um, Now, not one I didn't give you, but also in 1994, Oh, yeah, here we are. (laughs) Atlantic Star had the song Everybody's Got Summer. That got to number 36.
1: Okay. I didn't see that one about
0: no okay moving on to our last group yes the dream academy the dream academy so what do you know about them um so that you only
1: gave me one song yeah um life is life in a northern town so i thought these were a big group but there's (laughs) me thinking that atlantic stark were a small group and they were a big group so this could be different this could be the other way around um They've got really soft vocals, like whoever the um, vocalist is, they're really soft and they're not very powerful vocals. And I went for New Wave for their genre. Couldn't I could not for the life of me think of anything, so I just went for New Wave with a hope of I might be right. And I listened to two other... What are you shaking your head for? Am I really got far out? You You've um, really got it, man. Man. Whatever. I listened to two more songs. I really didn't know what they could be, Dad. Like the two other songs that I listened to was called The Edge of Forever. And I prefer that one over the one that you gave me that got on the charts. It's more upbeat. And then The Love Parade where they had soft vocals and it was quite similar to Life in a Northern Town. There weren't really much to go on to know what I, I they were getting thought into. I you would
0: like Life in a Northern Town. With you now living up north? I thought you'd like it. I well, I school. did think,
1: right, that I am. My life is in a northern town, like you know. For that's me. That's me. I'm not said whether I like it. I've not said whether I like it or not.
0: Come across as you didn't.
1: I'm saying that I don't know what genre they are because
0: okay. I've not had much to go on. So, the Dream Academy are Nick laid clothes on vocals and guitar, Kate St John on the oboe and Gilbert Gabrielle on the key- keyboards. So they were group. formed in 1983 in London, and they are an alternative pop folk rock New Wave group.
1: New Wave is in there.
0: <laughs> so see, ever in
1: doubt, go for New
0: Wave. Yeah. But no, in I suppose they're, they're in the same category as Dexy's Midnight Runners. Oh, no, they're very opposite, though. Well, I they were have... folk, weren't they? Weren't yeah, folk, they? but I
1: would have put them in together. They're very different sides of folk, I'd say. Um,
0: how they were formed was that Laid Clothes and Gabriel uh, met in the late 70s, mm. and they had the idea between them of um, forming a band, which they wanted to be a different sound to the popular power pop, which was around at the time. Yeah, right. Uh laid clause then met St John at a party and asked her if she wanted to join the band and the trio just agreed on the name Dream Academy. There's nothing wrong. Oh, there's they no about Dream Academy. Yeah 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 okay and that was it sort of thing. Very odd though, isn't it? For 2 years, 2 years they pushed their demos. <laughs> oh, <laughs> which um kept being rejected. So Um, it took them quite a while Every record label, until eventually they got a record deal with Warner Brothers Mm in 1985. Oh. So Venomani formed in 1983. Oh, yeah, um, two years. So, yeah.
1: That's a long time to keep going as well.
0: Yeah, but they didn't give up. Um, However, their first single was a worldwide success Charting even in the U.S. at number seven in the Billboard Hot 100. Oh. However, it was to be their only major chart success with follow-up single, The Love Parade, only getting to number 68. Um,
1: Oh, listen to that one.
0: You listened to it?
1: The Love Parade, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. I said it was similar to the Northern Town one. Uh
0: Uh-huh. So, yeah, that only got moderate success. And then their album, The Dream Academy, there's a lot of um, self-titled albums this week. Yeah, there is, isn't Um, there? That also flopped at number 58. Okay. So the band toured once in 1991, and then later that year, both Gabrielle and St John decided to leave the group. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to make a living doing this. It's not for me, sort of thing. I don't don't know exactly why, Mm. but I'm just saying. Uh, so they left and then laid clothes, I suppose, having little choice, really. <laughs> but, um, but well, yeah, if he, someone's uh, leaving, he ultimately decided to. Um, that, he, that he wasn't going to go further with uh, the the name, the Dream Academy. Mm-hmm. So Dream Academy, in a sense, become no more, I suppose. So, yeah, well, it's that, so that, did it. that really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's not much to say about them. They had one top twenty single, and that that was it. So, um, as we've said, you know, 1985. Yeah. Life in a Northern Town mm-hmm. got to number fifteen.
1: Okay. Well, I thought it was a quiet song. I like the hey. I can't do it now. But like the hey, ma, 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 like. The little in, the, the, the bit that goes in between the silence of the choruses. I really like that bit. That was my favourite bit. Oh. But yeah, it was quiet.
0: Oh. See, I, I, I do like the song. Um, I really do. Um, but yeah, as a group, they're easily forgotten. It's yeah, one of those, yeah, they, they get lost ones, in I everything I suppose, else at the end of the day, and um, they weren't a big group, not everyone no, possibly heard of, and they know the song, a bit like you, you know. Oh, I know that, oh, I like this song, who, but they don't know who sang it. It's no. one of those because they weren't a group that people remember, no, not um, at all. And um, but you know, not surprising when you only had one hit back in 1985 mm. and it wasn't even a top 10 hit, you know, it was a top 20. So, yeah, so that brings us to the end of this week. So it's now just a matter of um, finding out the misses from the hits or the hits from the misses. Yeah. So we'll start with Erasure.
1: They are a hit. I really like that they've got music songs for everyone and I've listened to a vast amount of their songs, so they're definitely up my street. I can listen to them again and again. Yeah, like them.
0: That's good. As I say, the main thing with them is obviously they've got a lot of number one albums, mm-hmm. but also the longevity, you know, to have
1: oh, yeah. written still songs going.
0: in the top 10 in the 80s, 90s and then the noughties mm. is, is you know quite an achievement, really. And there isn't they many other
1: people have
0: done that. And yeah, obviously um the fact that they started the new ABBA um revival praise, yeah. as it was. Mm. Okay, simply Red. So
1: I didn't know what to do with these so I still don't really know what to do with them I might mm, Uh, it's just they're really slow ones towards the end they're just not for me I'm gonna no I'm gonna have to go miss because with these I will literally only listen to a select few that I really enjoyed okay go west They're a hit. Yeah, I really enjoyed them.
0: Katrina and the Waves.
1: Miss, but only because of how different they are. So I've really enjoyed Walking on Sunshine. I did enjoy the other two, but not to the point where I'd go out and listen to And I have listened to more and it just changes. There's no like set sound. So, yeah, they are a bit disappointing for me.
0: Our last Eurovision winners.
1: Yeah, all right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay Atlantic Star
1: these are a hit
0: wow I'm surprised why? Right. I kind of music well I, mean. I
1: liked it I don't know what it is I just think it's beautiful oh just really like it's not my type of music at all but I think they're a hit I think you know not only me but I think others would listen to them you'd have to be mm-hmm. in a certain type of mood I'd say I wouldn't just put it on for Fun to clean the house or whatever. But, yeah, I really like it. I think they're beautiful songs.
0: Okay. And finally, Dream Academy. Miss. Which I'm not surprised. You had one song.
1: Yeah, but I did listen to others, and even they weren't
0: that great. Okay. So, three all this week, then? Yeah. Okay. Well... Uh, you know, for me, just having one is is good enough. So um, I will look at it as a success. And mm-hmm. I, I've influenced you yet again in um, learning about some more 80s songs that you've put on your, uh, whatever it is you listen to your music on, whatever you call it. Playlist. Yes, playlist, that's it. Okay. Thanks. So next week's is the last episode of Series 2. It's the last series too. Okay. So. What have I got? You have got The Communards. Oh,
1: never heard of them.
0: The Damned. No. Loose ends, No. The Water Boys. No. Mr. Mr. Nope. And animation, 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 Not animation animation. Okay So they are your Six Bands for next week And that is is the last episode Of series two mm. Before we go into 1986
1: oh, We're moving on the aren't start
0: we? of series three
1: okay all right well i've not heard of any of these so we'll see
0: how that goes okay well look forward to it i will send over the songs yeah. i'll try not to miss any. <laughs> not great but i'm better than i was um i will send over the uh the songs for those and yeah. um we shall discuss them next week mm-hmm. we shall indeed
1: thank
0: okay. you okay so on that note i will say good night leave you to it goodbye and um yeah catch up in the week i will send mm-hmm. those songs over to you and uh, enjoy thank you i will try yes um, i don't know how to describe next week um it's different okay all right i
1: don't don't give me any more let's not put uh, me off yeah no, <laughs> we just we'll leave it at that we will okay thank all you right. and goodbye all right bye dad